the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming on the FanDuel text line, 704-570-9610. And listen, we got a lot of news. Let's not even hold it up without further ado. Let's get to it. It's time for the campus. Kona! Caitlin Clark made a lot of news yesterday and what has to be one of the earliest draft declarations that I've seen uh, during the season. Still a lot of basketball to be played, but she said, while this season is far from over and we have a lot more goals to achieve, it will be my last one at Iowa. I'm excited to be entering the 2024 WNBA draft. There's been lots of speculation as to whether she would make more money staying in school, whether she would be better off staying in school because of that. But she has put all the speculation to rest. I'm guessing that she must have been pretty tired of hearing about it and said, I'm going to the league and walk a mail. How fast will it take you to have that Indiana Fever That's jersey right. ordered with number 22 for Caitlin? Clark. Well, I would love to have a duo of Caitlin Clark and Aaliyah Boston on a T-shirt now because while it only shows up every once in a while, it's not like we're talking a whole lot of Indiana Fever down here in Charlotte, but Aaliyah Boston and Caitlin Clark, maybe people will start to talk a little more about the Fever, having two back-to-back number one overall picks, and now the championship champions that were what was it like the early 2010s i still wanted to make a catchings t-shirt and i've never been able to find one that i mm. like well enough but love to make a catchings and now the fact that clark will be drafted number one overall by the fever and having boston as well i mean how lucky can you get having those types of picks back to back and then getting the stars of the college basketball scene going up there really excited because i know my family up in indiana are also going to be going to a lot more games yeah i think this is pretty cool too i i went back and forth on it and i thought that she would probably make more money staying in school but it appears to her that either money's not the objective or she's still going to make plenty of money which i think is the case i think she's still going to make bank playing in the wnba and we talked about this yesterday in here the ticket sales for when she plays games are exorbitant people travel to see her play every stadium she plays in is sold out and there's been a lot of women over the last probably 10 20 years that they have said this is going to be the one that's going to get the eyeballs on the women's game like you want to but i think this is truly the woman who is going to be able to do that i know that i will be watching her games as well in the WNBA because I peek in on it every now and again anyway, but I know for Caitlin Clark, I'm excited to see what she's going to do. Well, the money thing, so Darren Ravel got dragged and also got the readers added context on his tweet when he said, Caitlin Clark chooses a $750,000 pay cut, which isn't true. Like, this is the thing about NIL, man. Those national sponsorship deals, they're going to follow Caitlin Clark when she leaves Iowa and goes to Indiana. Those national sponsorship deals, they don't just stop. They're likely going to roll with her. I guess it's not a guarantee, but I don't know why you would drop it once Caitlin Clark continues to play basketball, and she'll be doing so on the WNBA landscape. So basically, when you're talking about a rookie salary of 75K, only 75K, it's mm-hmm. weird, but $75,000 for Clark, like you're going to be making so much more on this national sponsorship deals plus she can make up to 245,000 on a supermax deal once she gets there and the fact that you declare early means you can get to your supermax 
quicker because you're declaring and not going back to Iowa. Plus, you have these bonuses, a part of a marketing deal, a marketing deal as well. All that to say, we want to keep it simple. Caitlin Clark's still going to be making a lot of money, and she's not taking this massive pay cut because she's not playing at Iowa anymore. Fiddy, what did you think? Are you excited to see Caitlin Clark? Because I know you and I both sided together saying that we felt she should go back to Iowa before this announcement came. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I thought she was going to go back to school. I, I think the fact that she went ahead and did this now just shows you how, how committed she is to actual Iowa and winning a national championship because – if this wasn't announced during the tournament, that'd be every time she got behind the microphone. And she she doesn't want her current team to have to deal with that. Um, and I'm with you. you know, we're, we're living in Good a point. day and time where um, the women's game on the college side is as popular as it's ever been. And she could help elevate the WNBA back to where it was when... You know, Diana Taurasi and those women were playing the game and doing so at a very high level. Or and even higher. But no, it's a good point. By I, I didn't think about that, but you're right. There was going to be a lot of questioning surrounding that because it would be a huge storyline going in. And the fact that she just said, no, guys, we're not going to do this. I'm yeah. going. You guys know. Now we can talk about the game and this run. And I was she's about a to very selfless player, so this doesn't surprise me that she would do that. But big weekend on deck for the ACC, starting with the rivalry game that Fiddy would very much agree. And based off how Carolina dominates this, is not really <laughs> a rivalry. They're 30 and seven against NC State and Chapel Hill, including five wins in a row. Entering the game at UNC, NC State has a 1.4 chance of making the 2024 NCAA tournament. That's according to BartTorvik.com. The formula for an upset starts with DJ Horn. He's averaged 24 points in February. He only had six points, missing 14 of 16 shots in the first game against North Carolina. And Armando Baycott, if you're looking for him to have a big game, this is one of the opponents he could do it against in his last three games against NC State at the Smith Center. He's averaged 19 points and 13 boards. And so when we look at this matchup, how much danger is UNC in, if any, as round two with NC State approaching. If you go by the North Carolina is going to get everybody's best shot approach, then yeah, they're always going to be in some danger, especially if you want to do the whole, this is a rivalry game and you have to throw out the records. That's not necessarily been the case in this specific rivalry. North Carolina has had their way. We've seen NC State show up every now and then, but it seems like we're closer to the days of North Carolina being a national powerhouse. And usually when that's the case, they take care of business against NC State. Plus, the Wolfpack have not shown you anything as a reason as to why we should trust them down the line. I think North Carolina is going to roll. Yeah, I think North Carolina is going to win this basketball game, too. I think it'll be close at points, but I think Carolina will get this thing done. It's just the fact that NC State, as we said, they're 30-7 and seven against NC State in Chapel Hill, including five wins in a row. State just doesn't have many answers for them hardly ever. Fiddy, how do you see this matchup going? Look, uh, State needs this if they want to have any hope to make a deep run in the ACC tournament to maybe win themselves into the NCAA tournament. They might be playing for Kevin Keats's job because he's never lost a locker room despite not being a consistent winner there in Raleigh. But, man, Hubert Davis was not happy with his team after they won on Monday night. The first thing he said was, I can't wait to get to practice on Wednesday. I think Carolina responds. and I think, I think they blow NC State out again. Let's go. There we go. Shout out to Mark from Gastonia, man. He needs a lot of our thoughts and prayers. And so big shout to MFG. I did want to ask you this real quickly, Fiddy. Um, 
What is Hubert Davis's hatred level for NC State? Like, I know nobody can come close to Roy Williams, who refuses to wear red. Is Hubert Davis within any, like, close proximity to that? Well, I mean, you got to remember, when he got to Carolina in the late 80s, early 90s, State was still really good. You had fire and ice on campus there, so it was right, right, right at the end of their heyday there in the late 80s. There's more of a natural hatred towards Duke because the rivalry was at its maybe its pinnacle when Hubert was on campus. But you can't go to Carolina. You can't wear the baby blue and like the Hicks in red. So there's enough disdain there Mm. for that to carry over after Roy Williams. Mm. Meryl Hodge grunt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Duke and Virginia (laughs) will link up in a matchup that has some significance as well. Duke is 59-12 and against Virginia and Durham. 54 and 10 at Cameron Indoor. Virginia's two and three in the last five games against Duke. Four and six in the last ten, but they did beat the Blue Devils, and a win would give them back-to-back wins at Cameron Indoor. And I was saying that they beat them at Cameron Indoor last year would give them back-to-back wins there for the first time since 1982. Duke is currently second in the ACC standings at 13 and four. And Virginia is third at 12 and six. Duke is second to only North Carolina in ACC in scoring offense as well, but also has the fourth best scoring defense in the conference, giving the Blue Devils the best points per game margin in the league. And Duke is also the best three-point shooting team in the ACC. We know we talked about Virginia yesterday and what was missing from this team. Do they have any shot to go into Cameron and knock off the Blue Devils? So Virginia's had a roller coaster season. They were getting blown out by 20 points regularly at the beginning. And then they went on a roll where they just didn't lose. And they actually put up some points. I mean, 80 points against Florida State on the road. Okay, respectable. At least you're getting to the mid-60s. Mid-60s in that road win that they had against Clemson. Okay, that's respectable. But then they just went on the streak where you score 63 against Pittsburgh. In a win, you get 49 against Wake. You lose with 41 against Virginia Tech. 40. I mean, I would like to know if there is a record for how many consecutive games you've gone with only reaching the 40-point threshold. It was three before you beat Boston College. At least they got the offense going a little bit. Even if it was against an inferior opponent, at least you got that back on track on the road. Wes, I can't believe in this offense. What am I supposed to do with that? You got three straight outings with 40 points. I know Duke's not good defensively, but they're still really talented. I think Duke's going to be able to win this game, especially with it being at Cameron Indoor. Yeah, I think Duke gets the job done, and I think that you know they handle business against Virginia. Virginia just doesn't have enough uh, offense, but I think that they make it ugly like they're known to do. And so I think that, you know, they do have the fourth best scoring defense in the conference. So I expect this to be a low scoring game with both of these teams uh, getting some stops. But I think Duke just has too many playmakers. Uh, we talked about it as far as Reese Beekman, Isaac McNeely, only two guys averaging double figures in your leading scorer, only averaging 14 points a game. That's not going to cut it. Is this the ugliest year that we've seen from Virginia? Because we've had plenty to choose from. It's a joke, and it's been a joke Yeah, they relied strictly on their defense this year because they don't have enough firepower. They, they usually, even if they don't have NBA draft picks, they'll at least have some guys that are ACC good, should be all ACC. And Reese Beekman, I guess, is that, I mean, especially defensively, but it's been been really tough to watch for for a long stretch and when they lose that's how they get blown out by 20. Pretty how big of a matchup is this and how do you see it playing out? I mean it's it's massive because if Carolina wins and Duke were to get upset the Tar Heels would wrap up a share of the ACC regular season title 
with a week to go. I wish I was confident in believing that Virginia could go there and win. I just I just don't see it happening. I mean, I, I, Duke blowing them out, I don't think, is on the table here because you just you, it's hard to blow Virginia out as consistently as, as they've been blown out this year. But I think Duke and Kyle Flopowski and those boys, I think they huh. get a big win at home. All right, Wake Virginia Tech, my Demon Deacons, back at it. Once again, they're 34 and 38 all time against Virginia Tech. Steve Forbes is three and two. Wake has won the last three matchups. The nine and 16 overall in Castle. And when you talk about Wake's tournament chances, they're in the top 30 in both net rankings and Ken Palm as of February 29th. I think the Demon Deacons play one of their better road games of the year and get a victory. Not just because they have to, but I think this team generally responds well to losses, and I think that they'll go to Virginia Tech and take care of business. I think Wake wins, but I just don't know with this I'm team a anymore. Hesitant. I know, like, wait, it's <laughs> it's on the road. I think Wake wins, but I I certainly hope so. You're not very confident. No, in it, though. no, no, no. Yeah. I'm not confident. Virginia Tech is. This is what they do, especially at this time. They've done it the last couple of years. So yes, a lot of this is because Wake just you can't rely on them. A lot of it is also, this is what Mike Young does up in Blacksburg. At the end, it's, it's you know, game wrecking time. Now it's tourney chance wrecking time. Like, that's what they've been able to do the last couple of seasons, and maybe this is what they do to Wake Forest up in Blacksburg. Yeah, I'm 60-40, though. I'll be honest with you. You, know? you feel good? 60-40 on the win. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 60-40, though. It's 40% where I'm at. Yeah. Ugh. How are you feeling, Fitty? Look, man. Uh-oh, you're doing it. I can see it. Oh, yeah. Look, I, I love Steve Forbes. We've adopted him as a, like maybe our show coach. If we had a coach though that we wanted, it that. would be Steve Forbes. I love their talent. They maybe have as good a starting five in the ACC. You're 2-8 away from home. You couldn't win at Notre Dame. Notre Dame lost by 20 at home to Micah Shrewsbury, which led to him saying publicly he would help players go to compliance so they could transfer. And I'm supposed to believe you're going to go on the road against a program that... Now they were on a winning streak before they played weight. Yeah, I know, but still. But now I expect you to go on the road <laughs> on a, in a venue that's a lot more West tougher. What's easy? A yeah. lot more tougher than what you lost to on Wednesday and got beat? No. I think Virginia Tech wins, and we'll be back here on Monday talking about our confidence in state making the tournament mm. for the third straight year. All right, well, we'll see about that one. Uh, also, too, Walker Mayor, your Charlotte 49ers got a big one on Saturday where they get their lick back against South Florida. At home, I think so. Yeah, I'm going to go with it, too. They're struggling right now down the stretch, South but Florida's I'm going to roll with it, man. South Florida's I'm gonna good. Get my, uh, they gold, had them. I'm going to get my gold mine and pan out Saturday, man. They can get this thing done. Hopefully you find some. Pretty do the uh, 49ers <laughs> get it done? I think so, because like Walker said, thank you, Fitty. they were at, what, 17 on the road before they blew that game in the second half, and they blew it on just a terrible pick and roll where there was no coverage, no commi- you know, no communication. They give up a wide-up lay- wide layup. That doesn't happen. Halton's going to be rocking. I'm, I'm ready, man. The Niners get back in position to defend their CBI title. <laughs> That's the kind of passion I wanted from you against Memphis. Thank you.